How many people in this room have ever given birth to a human being? That's a good number of us. So what's one word you would shout out to describe that experience? Exhilarating. Terrifying. Amazing. Breathtaking. Transformative. Life-changing. Surreal. Wondrous. Joy. Scary. We have feelings about this, huh? Yeah. I um, have always been fascinated with birth. I've actually thought many times, and I still might do it at some point in my life, about becoming certified as a doula so that I can be there to witness births. But I've never witnessed one. I've never given birth. I have friends, uh, congregants, who've given birth, and I've been in the hospital with their newborns sometimes that same day. But I've never actually witnessed a birth, not even of an animal, unless April the giraffe on Facebook Live counts, right? (laughs) Go April. Um, And so when I thought about what I wanted to talk about this Mother's Day, I knew I wanted to talk about birth. But I knew that I was a little bit ill-equipped. And so I did the same experiment that I just did with all of you. I'm in a couple different Facebook groups with colleagues, clergy, women, some you use, some not. And I picked the biggest group that I'm in, and I just asked in three words, if you have experienced or witnessed a birth, what was birthing like? This was the first comment. Three words, home birth was powerful. Coincidentally, 24 years ago today, she said, aw, I expected a lot of comments like that, but what I got instead was much more comments like this next one. (laughs) Ron, you were on to something. If you're listening to the podcast, it says, it hurt, and there's a third word in there that I'll let you fill in. I was grateful especially for one woman who broke the three-word rule by posting a link to a blog, a blog article that she wrote after the birth of her first child. She describes in great detail in this blog a particular moment in the birthing process called crowning. She says, I wish they didn't call it crowning because what it refers to is the part of the birth process when my most delicate parts were arranged in a stretched crown around the baby's head, right? It looked exactly like this, I'm sure, right? Crowning is a bad term, she says, for this moment. I wouldn't go with crowning. I might go with something like, I changed my mind, put it back for this moment. Because, she says, it was just at that moment that I started to think, you know what, this doesn't, the laws of physics say that this can't happen. We're just going to have to throw this in reverse, right? We're going to have to put the baby back inside where it has space. And she says, it was in that moment that the doctor looked up at me and said calmly, now we're all just going to pause for a minute and let things stretch. (laughs) The author, Liz James, said, to be clear, she said this at the precise moment when there was a head sitting in my vagina, (laughs) which feels exactly how it sounds like it feels. And that was the moment that she told me we should all just chill out for a while. (laughs) Blood and screaming and pushing. And then a pause. 
That is how it's done, she said. There's simply no other way to do it. That crowning moment, she said, I would call the moment of the blood-spattered pause. The moment that it is messy and painful and you are up to your ears in it and there's absolutely no going back. And yet you stop. In any kind of birth, she says, we need to stop for that moment. It's a lot like that moment, she says, when maybe you've prepared all the things you need to do, but you just can't pick up the phone to call the realtor and put your parents' home on the market. It's like that moment when you've got your next career move all planned out, but you're too scared you stop before you knock on your boss's door to let go of the secure job that you have. It's the moment when you've rehearsed a million, a billion times the coming out speech, the truth, whatever it is, and then sitting there across from someone you care about, you just can't quite open your mouth and spit it out. Liz James says that it's okay. You're not a coward. You're not wrong about what you need to do. You've just arrived at the moment of the blood-spattered pause. And things need to stretch for a minute. As far as I know, the poet E.E. Cummings never gave birth to a baby. But he knew what it was like to give birth. Many of us do. When we pour our full hearts into something, when we pour out our energy, a piece of our identity, our sense of self into a company or a piece of art or music, a farm, an organization, a church, a poem. E.E. Cummings took a lot of risks with his poetry. He birthed a lot of new ideas. His words are the source of today's Words That Work message, which I have in short form for the title, but the full quote is, it takes courage to grow up, And become who you really are. It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. And we've been talking about growth a little bit already. Rodney mentioned it earlier. Talking actually about that connection between growing and being generous. And we forget sometimes, I I certainly forget that words like generosity and generate have something in common. Right? They come from the same root, that G-E-N at the beginning. And even though they seem different, right, generosity, to give away, generate, to create, right, to create something new, it kind of makes sense that they're connected. All of these words that start with G-E-N, like generosity and generate, genealogy, genital, genesis, about the creation of everything, the Latin root of all these words is genus, Middle school biology class might be popping up in your head. A genus is a group. It's who your kin are. It's your family. And there may be no better place than family to talk about this complex web of emotions that comes when we give away and when we create. How those two things are interconnected. There are so many aphorisms, sayings about parenting that I've heard that touch on that feeling, right? That idea that having a child is like watching your heart walk around outside of your body. 
the idea that I've heard parents talk about that raising children is actually one long, slow process of losing them over time. And that mix of joy and pride that we feel is right there sitting alongside the grief and the fear of what their lives will be. I think whenever we give birth, we invest so much of ourselves into whatever we've created that then as we watch what we've created find the courage to grow into itself, it's such a mix of emotions. Any of you know who Brandy Carlisle is? The artist Brandy Carlisle? Okay, we got a woo. See you on a Friday. You're, you're ready to go, Angie, I can tell. Now, if you need a minute, I did too when I first heard the name Brandy Carlisle on XPN. This is not Belinda Carlisle of the Go-Go's on the left. Different person, Brandy Carlisle on the right. I remember hearing on XPN that Brandy Carlisle was uh, headlining the XPN Fest, and I thought, wow, that's a new, new direction for her. Different person. Brandy Carlisle released a song last year called The Mother. It is a beautiful example of this complex web of emotions that we have when we give birth to something new. The song is about the experience of welcoming her daughter Evangeline into the world. Great name, Evangeline. And today, Evangeline is three. So just last year, towards the end of last year, Brandy Carlisle recorded a music video for this song, The Mother. It's a very simple video. It is her sitting on her living room floor with her guitar, singing the song to Evangeline. I could not do it justice to describe it, so I'm going to show it to you this morning. Welcome to the end of being alone inside your mind. You're tethered to another, and you were it all the time. You always knew the melody. But you never heard it rhyme She's fair and she is quiet, Lord She doesn't look like me She made me love the morning She's a holiday at sea And New York streets are as busy As they always used to be But I am the mother of Evangeline First things that she took from me were selfishness and sleep. She broke a thousand heirlooms I was never meant to keep. She filled my life with color, canceled plans, and trashed my car. But none of that was ever who we are. Outside of my windows are the mountains and the snow. I hold you while you're sleeping, and I wish that I could go. All my routed friends are out accomplishing their dreams. But I am the mother of Evangeline. And they've still got their morning paper and their coffee and their times. And they still enjoy their evenings with the skeptics and the wine. Oh, but all the wonders I have seen, I will see a second time. From inside of the ages through your eyes You are not an accident where no one thought it through The world that stood against us made us mean To fight for you And 
When we chose your name, we knew that you'd fight the power too. You're nothing short of magical and beautiful to me. I'll never hit the big time without you. But they can keep their treasure and they're tied to the machine. I am the mother of Evangeline. They can keep their treasure and they're tied to the machine. I am the mother of Evangeline. None of you is the only person crying right now. Don't worry. I've seen that video. I love that song. I've watched it two dozen times, and I still cry. I've never seen a more resonant and more simple picture of what it looks like when there's some kind of birth and our whole lives change. I've never seen a clearer picture of all those things that we gain and all those things that we lose sitting right alongside each other. And I love that for me, as someone who doesn't have children, I love that I can connect to that song. I can find myself in that song. I I do have my coffee and my time. Sorry, parents. I've got a lot of it. I treasure it. And I also know what it's like, in a way, as I think we all do, right? To give birth in some way, maybe not to a baby, but to see, as she says, all the wonders I have seen a second time from inside of the ages through your eyes. Anything that we give birth to, whether it is a child, a company, a piece of music, a farm, an organization, a church, whatever we give birth to, we give birth because we hope that what we birth lives beyond us. That what we birth goes on to see the ages that we won't see. So unfortunately, whenever we give birth, we set ourselves up already for heartbreak. We're doomed to have this heart-filling and heart-rending experience all at the same time, watching all of that loss and all of that growth, all of that joy and all of that giving away. Because giving birth is surrendering what we can't control. Giving birth is about letting it become whatever, whoever, that thing we've created really is. What a complicated feeling and what bravery we need to really be with that feeling. To give our love away by creating. The other thing I love about the video, maybe you did this too, I put myself sometimes as I watch it in little Evangeline's place, right? This is the internet era. She will probably grow up and be able to watch this as an adult. I wonder what she'll think. The song is about her, but it's really about her mom, right? 
It's really about Brandy talking about her own experience, pointing right at that place between a parent's hopes and dreams and a child's own unfolding. It's like a Venn diagram, right? There's some overlap there. But there's also some space that the parent will only ever know and some space that the child will only ever know. We all are someone's child. We all are a little Evangeline of our own. And when we find the courage to grow, at the very least, we give birth to one thing in this life, to ourselves. In that process, we all encounter our own hard moments, right? There's this lovely thing I see on the Internet all the time that I always repost. It says healing. I think it works for growing, too. It's not linear. There are moments in all of our lives where it seems like we're going down or backwards as we grow into whoever we really are meant to be. And so it takes courage to trust any kind of birthing process, whether we're in that moment in giving birth to a baby, whether we are facing the total reorganization, relearning of how to use our bodies after an accident, whether we are living into a new expression of gender, living into some outside-the-box way of being for our demographic, whether we have faced the loss of a part of ourselves, weight, a breast, hearing or sight, we have these moments that require us to stretch and grow into some part of our life that's forever changed. It takes courage to get through puberty. It takes courage to get through old age. It takes courage to grow in all the phases of our life. And it's such a paradox, right, that what often gives us the most courage is surrender, is trusting the process. Go 76ers next year. Leaning in to that birthing process that we know works because it somehow got us all here into this world. That story that my colleague Liz James shared of the blood-spattered pause, it reminds me that these moments of growth and loss mixed together are normal, that they're actually needed. They're the space where we can breathe a little bit before we take the next big step. And like Liz's doctor said, That blood-spattered pause is the place where we can stretch. The mind and the soul stretch when we are becoming sure, when we are taking the time to become more grounded and more open. It helps us minimize the tearing and the harm, and it is not cowardice. It's wisdom. It's not a falter in your voice, she says, when you pause to listen and inhale and breathe. Because courage is a thing that we stretch into. It's a thing that we have to stop and gather up so that we can push again. Because in that painful, hard moment just before the birth, we know deep inside that there's no way this beautiful, precious, bloody miracle is going back where it was. Things are just different now, and it's going to happen. I hope today that we can always remember that courage 
can be shared. Courage doesn't mean going it alone, brave, marching up the mountain by yourself. And that for all of these birthing moments, as scary as they might be in our lives, we all do have that capacity to let go of who we think we should be, especially when we're supported and nurtured by those who love us, and to find the shape of who we really are. After all, as Liz said, the crowning, the blessing, the coronation has already occurred. Amen. And may you live in blessing. Let's take a moment to pray together. God of births, God of loss, may we feel some trust in the cycle of things. May we know that if we are still here in this room, that there is more for us to do, that there are more gifts to unfold in our lives, that there is more for us to become. That simply by the fact of us being here, that is a part of why we still have these days on earth. That our unfolding and our releasing of our gifts is not selfish. It is what might inspire someone else around us to create something beautiful. And so may we feel, even on the days that are cloudy and we can't quite see it, the gift that each of us is, the gift of each of our births. For these prayers I've spoken and for the prayers that each of these people carries on their hearts, we say amen.